Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. Steven Espinoza, Showtime, man in charge. How you doing, man? Great to join you guys. We're happy to have you. You know what? We're going through everything you have. I'm a huge KG guy. We love all the smoke. Nick's from Texas. So is Alex. We all went to UT together. And right by Nick was Greg Kelly. We watched Outcry. In, in high school. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah I, I know Greg. I, I ran against him in track, played against him in high school. He's a phenomenal athlete. I remember the whole story yeah. that broke. And whenever the documentary came out, Outcry, I told these guys, I said, look, we, we need to have an opportunity to talk to Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a powerful story. Then we all watched it and just one of the most moving pieces of, of film that I've ever seen. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it was it was a little nerve wracking. Um, we started, well, nerve wracking for me. It was sure. more nerve wracking for Greg Kelly. Yeah, yeah. it's a very touchy but, situation. So we started filming with him um, when he had been convicted and was going through the process. Yeah. So that was a bit of a risk because if you end up with a documentary about a child molester or alleged child molester that, you know, he's ultimately found guilty, that's right. not anything anybody's going to watch. Right. right. But we had a, a gut feeling that, look, this there was a miscarriage of justice here. Yeah. And, um, like, the twists and turns, because we were following it in real time. Yeah. It, it felt like a, a scripted movie. But got the opportunity to meet Greg. Before you Absolutely. made that decision, all you right? gotta do is talk to the guy. That's what I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you tell right away that he's first five minutes. We sat down with him. It was like there's no way. Well, and, and the thing, and those who haven't seen Outcry, I think you know it's one of the stronger documentaries we've done recently. Um, but he inspired people that had never met him. Right. You know, there's the, the one central character in the film was somebody who never met him and just got captivated by the injustice of the story and yeah. spent you know years and tens of thousands of dollars advocating for Greg. Yeah. And and a guy. I mean, I thought to me the most moving thing was that even the situation the shitty hand that he was dealt he was still able to make the most of it built relationships with guys that he was in prison with and now it still maintains those relationships after the fact yeah and is making an impact still and and his uh his girlfriend i mean look i can't even imagine um talk about a ride or die I, yeah seriously you're going into the your, your your senior year of high school and all of a sudden a story comes out your boyfriend is you know, convicted as a child molester. Like I don't know too many, you know, girlfriends, high school girlfriends. That's telling in itself, though, that she's sticking through. They're like, come on now. We just love ride or die. She was ride or die for sure. (laughs) I really love that y'all told that story. I mean, again, because like looking through everything you guys got, like obviously KG Russ. You know, it's like basketball heavy Mm. and basketball sells. Like we know that, especially with the players. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's it's smart to you invest your money in those guys. And all the smoke guys kill, and their guests are great. But I thought that was a really you know outside the box thing that y'all did, and I was I was glad y'all did that. It was, and especially there's a bit of a risk with with all the smoke. Like those guys have um, a reputation. Sure, Steven Jackson, it, for sure. Yeah, some of it 100%. right, some of it wrong. Um, but I don't think a lot of networks really wanted to touch either one of them. I no. Mean, Matt, Matt's worked for ESPN, so he's sort of over, overcome, I think, a lot of the preconceptions about him. Yeah. But I don't think anybody thought at the outset that this they would be as good as they are. What does that come from for you, though, like being the man in charge? Like, okay, you know what? We're Showtime. We're not ESPN. We're not CBS Sports. 
we kind of don't have anything to lose because Showtime's known for television. So, you know, you're playing with house money almost. It's also uncensored, too. I mean, you don't have, there's not the network censoring. Yeah, all of those are exactly right. And, and sort of we have a reputation for sort of being bold programming non-sports. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Dexter, which is, you know, you've got your protagonist is a serial killer. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, going back to even Weeds and Californication. Weeds is great. Calif- uh, Californication. Hank Mooney, the man. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, all the way to, you know, billions and stuff now. So we, we'd always push the envelope. And so in, in developing the sports brand, that was our, our goal as well. Yeah. Was Smart. push the envelope and, you know, and, and be bold with the personalities and, and with the stories. Mm. And I think not filtering those voices is something that's really important, right? That is an absolute key. I mean, that, that, that's probably the most important thing. Now, you know, it's a balance. You don't want every athlete telling their story just exactly the way they, they want to tell it. Yeah. So you have to push them to a level of discomfort okay, at sure. times. Definitely. And that's part of the deal. But um, look, getting those stories, and we're seeing, I think, over the last decade, a revolution in athletes. You know, they, they're tired of other people telling their stories. 100%. Well, I mean, you look at what we do here at Believe, right? We're a podcast network with over 150 athletes mm-hmm. and they're starting to realize that they could do this in the comfort of their own home at their own time tell their stories how they want to and essentially get into the media quicker they could you know get connected with their fan base quicker and just tell it how it is i mean no one's there's no censorship you know when they have their own podcast they're, they're also control their, their own rules. narrative too because you bring up steven jackson a guy who like you said you know maybe soured in some people's eyes mm-hmm. and i immediately was like yeah he was because of malice and palace his time in indiana his time as a basketball player but you look at him now and he's crushing it and all the smoke we have a guy pac-man jones on our network we bring him in Pac. and everyone loves I love him, Adam, yeah. I, pr- I produce his show weekly really mm-hmm. close like with mm-hmm. him and he is so knowledgeable, he's well-spoken, and it completely just flips your script on how you view somebody. So giving them these opportunities is so massive, not right. only because they get to tell their own story, but they get to change their narrative, control their narrative. That, that's absolutely it. I mean, look, um, the Ellen Iverson documentary, look, was it the comprehensive story of AI? You know, no, it didn't start with, hey, he was born on this day, no. you know. But was it him telling some you know, unique and difficult incidents in his own words? Crazy. That's absolutely what you want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. There's no better storyteller than Kevin Garnett. Like, I could have watched six hours of that documentary. KG on million KG. dollar worth of game. <laughs> Do you watch that with yes. Gilly the Kid? Yep. It is, I swear to you, the best interview, podcast interview I've ever heard in my entire life. When, when you talk to KG, and whether it's an interview or sort of just a one-on-one conversation, yeah. you, have to, you have to prep because the amount of energy that he brings to every conversation it's sort of like it'll get overwhelming so it's like I gotta I gotta match that energy they posted seven clips I counted the other night I was watching went through a deep dive trying to find this other clip of Meek Mill because I love that show I know it's Barca whenever they posted seven clips of KG Gilly who's got the most energy he's not in a single clip it is all Kevin Garnett is yeah it's it can be exhausting trying to match Hall of Fame it's a Hall of Fame right there yeah absolutely how involved are you in the? You're so involved in the boxing game? Absolutely. Can you talk to me about? I'm so confused about that. You know, I, not to pull teeth, and you know, mm-hmm. you can't answer. I have such a vendetta against the promoters. I really do. Is that fair to say? Look, it it, it is, and you know, you Which look at it all. You look at it the whole way, and it's sort of like, look, record labels have had a bad name. Yeah. You know, for but it's a similar revolution. You know, right now, whether it's SoundCloud yeah. or you know or YouTube videos or. There are opportunities to, you know, get rich to have your music out there without yeah. a record label. So I, I think what we're seeing into this process is just the way LeBron and others 
you know, took their careers in their own hands, whether it's super teams or other stuff, as I, I think you're seeing, you know, Floyd Mayweather being the, the most one. He said, look, after 20 fights, he said, look, I'm not pretty boy Floyd. That's yeah. not me. Like, that, that's a marketing plan. My promoter came up. I'm, I'm out. Here's $750,000. I'm buying out my contract. And that was the birth of Money Mayweather, and the rest is history. Yeah. So the, the, the reality is, yeah, look, a promoter, I'm not going to say they don't serve purposes because they do. Good promoters do. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you're just a guy who's sort of a middleman skimming off of both sides, you know, and, and really not looking out for the advancement of the sport, then Thank yeah, you. that's a problem. It's a that's problem. A real problem. Which, it's a major problem. Advancement of the sport, obviously, that, that can mean a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? But from the content perspective, I can imagine that yeah, viewership is incredibly important. Drives the bottom line. Absolutely. And you want to secure as many young viewers as possible. Is that part of the reason behind going behind going and grabbing these athletes who want to make content? Not only do they have great stories to tell, but they also want to, like we were just talking about. But kind of cutting through the BS a little bit and having them tell these stories candidly, is that partially a way to go after the younger demographic too? Yeah, I, I think so because look, it, it used to be, you know, HBO launched a, a genre with 24-7, you know, and, you know, and we've taken it to a, a different place with our series, All Access. But today's generation is used to seeing, you know, not just the package athlete, but everything about it. Like right. that's, if you're not seeing it on Instagram and documentary or follow doc, like you're, you're not interested. Yeah. So it, it is an absolute requirement you know that you know the successful athletes anyway are letting you in yeah you know and there, there are there are a few i mean what attracted us about the russell westbrook project is nobody did know him yeah like one of the, one of the nba's everyone certainly names. had an opinion about and him yeah, everyone is right. the most opinionated about russ yep right and you know and when we had the opportunity to you know get in business with him like it's sort of like it's fascinating i don't know who he is i'm a huge nba fan before that doc i had no clue like I just see I see the same clips, you know, sometimes he's you know cranky with post game reporters, you get three word answers. Yeah. You you never get that much. So I was just fascinated to see. Yeah. The curtain. Yeah. I mean it's like who has said his name more, his wife or Stephen A. Smith. We get to right. that point yeah. like <laughs> all the time. That's probably pretty close, honestly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's like enough. Like, you know, like what the guy needed it's like he's never averaged a triple double for little like three or four times. It's crazy. Well and and you know, and the Jake Paul thing, look, if you had told me a year ago, eighteen months ago, I wouldn't I would have laughed. Um, but the reality, we sat back. We, I saw the first couple fights, um, which were not on Showtime, and it was clear: a, you know, he was serious about it. Yeah, he wasn't disrespecting the sport, and he did have a level of skill. That, it's not bad. Uh, it, no, it, it's he's not. a fighter. He's good. He's being, uh, Ty, he's being Ty Woodley. Yep. And so, you know, th- the reality is, like, you know, I, I don't think we'll be doing, you know, YouTube versus TikTok. You know, I think sure. there's, there's a line for our own credibility in the sport, but Jake, <laughs> Jake is certainly, I think, on our side of the line because um, he is bringing new fans to the sport. Yeah, He's got to well, be I, like one more legit guy, and then y'all could do I, it. I yeah. also believe as well that, like, he could do in a way, like reinventing his own image. Like, he doesn't want to be stuck as like the YouTuber. You know, like right. at some if point, he wants you to gotta, fight. At some point, fight. you got to grow up, and he wants to become a professional athlete. That's and what he wants to he was, be. He was on Disney Channel originally. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, they, they now, he's got a, now he's got a stomach tat. I mean, Anderson Silva, like, is out there. I think that's a, a you know, not a boxer, but you know, certainly. I mean, that's one of the best fighters of all time. Yeah. I Absolutely. Mean, there, there, there are interesting fights out there for him. All right, man. We ask all our guests this. Anybody, athlete, non-athlete, your favorite sports memory ever? Favorite sports memory 
ever. Ooh, that's, uh, that's you know, in person, on television. Anything. Literally anything. Else. Four years old, anything. I'll, can I, can I, well, I'll get, I'll get to the one. I, I'll, I'll tell you my first and, and, and probably worst. I think the only time I've cried over a sporting event. Love so, it. Um, 1978, I'm eight years old. Um, and the first boxing match I ever watched, which was uh, Muhammad Ali versus Leon Spinks. And Leon Spinks is coming out of the Olympics. He was like 7-0, 6-0, 8-0, and just a loud mouth. And this is not the Ali. I didn't know that Cash was Ali. Yeah. This, is, this is sort of him late in his career. Yeah. And I, I remember watching that, and, and Leon Spinks wins. Like, how is this guy who's 6-0, loud mouth, disrespectful, comes in and beats Muhammad Ali like I was like what like this is not supposed to happen yeah yeah you know and that's that's my first fight in the first sporting event maybe the only sporting event I remember crying over oh at 78 that's late Ali at 78 yeah, yeah. 78 is, is late oh wow yeah but that's kind of you discovered the beauty of sports yeah. at a really early age that 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 someone can be upset, but even though they are the greatest. There's some there's some eight year old right now who's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan who saw Tom Brady lose to the Rams has the same experience as you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if I had to say, you know, probably one of my best experiences, I, I would I would have to say Mayweather Pacquiao, <laughs> uh, because that that's an event. I mean, where, you're there there for that one. Yeah, so I was there that's on y'all. that one, and and it's literally a fight that. Um, in my prior life, before Showtime, I was an inter- entertainment attorney and, and worked. Uh, one of my clients was Oscar De La Hoya he was involved in trying to put the fight together. So I'd literally been working on that deal for eight years. I started as a lawyer, and then when I went to the network, I started. (laughs) And to see it finally come together and come together in the scale that it did was really, really satisfying. That's awesome, man. It's a great one. It's a great one. Steven, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Happy to. Happy to. Thank you, Thank you, man. Boom. AJ, the mercenary, McKee, the champ, undefeated Bellator in the house. Okay, how did the nickname Mercenary start? Because <laughs> it's that is uh, scary and kind of unique. But, like, this guy's a sweetheart. Yeah, you're nice, dude. <laughs> like, you're wicked um, nice, bro. You came and dapped up. You guys got matching shirts. I know you coordinated yeah, that. Lulu, yeah. yeah. What's up? Shout out Lulu Lemon. Shout out. Yeah, sponsor all three of us. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, man, the mercenary. I don't know. We kind of sat down and we were looking at my favorite fighters and uh, Anderson, Bones. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, a spider. You see what a spider does? Like, we we're trying to just come up with something that fits me. Um, if I couldn't fight, I would be in the military of some sp- some sort, special services. Okay. Um, or a police officer of some sort. Yeah. So uh, I'm a gun enthusiast. I just, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Cool. So uh, we came up with the name Mercenary. Like, man, fuck it. Like, you're not going to be a contract killer so it's like all right but wait low-key that kind of fits yeah and they were like dude you're the mercenary and yeah it took like a day and a half of just sitting sitting down and brainstorming and my father and i came up with it and a couple other guys and yeah it's the mercenary you know you 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 know what your job is you sign the dotted line yeah. and you show up you show out did you uh did you game at all when you were younger yeah play like, first person shooters and stuff no nah, more cod they, there was a there was a game the mercenaries i don't know really? if you remember that one yeah it was fire it was like, like 007 golden you, you, you go you go Everyone's around basically like lately, capturing bro. like world terrorists or like really? yeah and like you're a mercenary yeah. so it's assassin's creed before assassin's creed does that does that help like inform you though the nickname like once you get past that they kind of like eases you into like because all fighters obviously have i didn't we've never asked any fighters about it but it seems like there's actually a lot of thought and like people actually sit down and like really figure it Definitely. out because it's important yeah, a lot of people like it's 
It's usually a nickname, a childhood name, or like, uh, I don't know. So like, I got a friend, his name's Honey Badger. But like, it, people would think like, why the Honey Badger? But like, a Honey Badger is like pretty ferocious Pretty animal. badass, like, yeah. It's it's badass badass Matthews that is sick, yeah. So uh, like, I, I think it's just that own personal uh, implement, you know, like what, what it really connects to with yep. you yeah. and resides yeah. within yourself. My, my nickname so. is Snacks yeah. because I like to eat like snacks. snacks. Mine's See? Big Ocean because I like to eat seafood. Like, just ours is just food related. Like nothing nothing <laughs> too intimidating. <laughs> pork over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pork and a knife. Uh, big game, Super Bowl. You're a Steelers fan. Yes, sir. But you're pulling for the Rams, correct? All the way, man. You got to support LA. You know, any homegrown team, I'm always on support. And uh, yeah. you, you a Steelers fan because of Snoop Dogg because you're from Long Beach? Is that no. why? No, but uh, my uncle. I mean, obviously, it's nice to have your uncle supporting the same team. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, shout out Steelers all the way. I I went to school with Juju Smith. So oh, words. He was. Uh, he was uh, he's actually current Steelers fan, but I just grew up watching him. I I really liked Troy Potomala. He was like he's a dog. Dude, talk about another guy who's a sweetheart and yeah. just a total yeah, badass. See, I, I feel like uh, just that that the Samoan spirit. dudes. They're just like yeah, like they're it's super that, nice. That heart of the warrior, you know. Yeah. What I mean? like, I see it, and then seeing him on the field, he's he's beast mode too. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah. yeah, Steelers. And then my uncle was a big Steelers fan, still is. I feel nice. it. I feel it. You my absolutely. dad's a Cowboys fan, so you know how oh. that household goes. You and, you and Troy <laughs> could uh, share some head and shoulders together, you know? <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not opposed. I, I use Shea Moisture, though. Really? Yeah, I do a lot. Yeah, I, I use Old Spice. Really? Yeah, I told them there, I'm like, yo, I use it. They did not give a shit. The, <laughs> uh, the like coming sweet, out. So does 30 million people. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> What's the feeling like championship fight? running out of the locker room because obviously these guys are going to be coming out of the locker and running through the tunnel. They run through the tunnel all the time. What's it feeling like for you the for moment me, before coming to the cage? I would say that's probably the only nervous point I have. Yeah. You know, um, is when I'm behind the stage, I'm standing there and I'm waiting for them to call my name to walk up the stage and walk out. That's the only time I get nervous. Um, other than that, once I get to the cage, um, I walk in the cage, take a deep breath and I just I go in my zone, you yeah. know. I, I don't really know how to explain. You become it. that other person. Yeah, I become the mercenary. Um, I just go. My my mind goes into analyzing everything that my opponent's doing, whether it's body language, foot movement, like everything all together. You know, yeah. you got to kind of really break down everything that goes on in there, because I mean, a fighter's southpaw and he comes out orthodox. Yeah. That's gonna throw you off. For yeah. sure. You got to recognize why he did that. Hundred percent. Is he trying to just throw you off, or is he uncomfortable and is he nervous? Yeah. So it's uh, it's just being able to assess those little things and uh, make adjustments I when we need to. You're a Bellator champ, but I w I'm really curious to hear your ch your thoughts on all of the influencers getting out there and trying to fight, like the the Jake Pauls, the Logan Pauls. I mean, those More guys going out. To them. Yeah. yeah, I've been talking to Jake a little bit, so. Uh, more power to him, man. Oh, he, go he, kick his ass. He's good, though. He's good. Like, he's good. He's good. Since I saw him fight Ben, I, that's where I was kind of surprised with when he fought Ben because I thought it was set up. I was like, fuck, no, this is a joke. Yeah. Like, this YouTuber's not doing shit. Like, right, right. This, excuse my language. No, you're he's good, not bro. doing stuff like this, but like later on, I'm like, man. And then he fought Woodley, and I, I really, after that first fight with Woodley, I gave him a lot of respect because I yeah. saw the growth he made I in a short it. amount of time. And, um, yeah, man, he's he's doing it. If, I, I if just, you want to do it, you know, the fight life isn't for some people. Yeah. No. But 
it's for him apparently. I think it's I think it's over with that people sleep on him. I, they've yeah. seen enough tape now, and he's he's knocked out some some dudes. Ty Woodley fight is Dude, all Woodley. you need to say. I mean, I've known Woodley since I was a kid. It was a rough one for me to watch. Yeah, it's but he's a beast after, though. Like, he's sitting at the desk yeah. for the first one. It was a little uh, yeah. it was a little touchy, but I yeah. mean, you know, you got to stand that middle ground. Business is business, and that's what I like. You know, as much as the crap talking and stuff goes on. He knows it's a character, and he kind of he just embraces it, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. People are gonna respect it. Some do, some don't, and some people don't like it. If you don't like it, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still gonna talk about him, and you're gonna watch him. You, and that's all he wanted. You can't yeah. fault those guys for getting the bag. I mean, they're getting paid so much too. Hey, that's it's the business. It's you know, business. Corvettes, Corvettes yeah. talk, baby. Uh, we ask all our guests this: could be anything. You fighting? You as a pro? You as a kid? Doesn't have to be, you know, mixed you martial arts. Could be watching. Yeah. What's your favorite sports memory ever? My favorite sports memory ever. I mean, for me personally, it would be fighting on the same card with my father. That was like fighting on the same card as your father. Yeah. What was that card? Uh, it was actually the first round of the tournament. Wow, that's yeah, nuts. Like, no, just because, like, I know the the Griffey, you know, what I mean, father and son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I actually watched him steal one of his dad's balls. Like he got yeah, caught yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, that's something I would do. Yeah. Dude, the coolest, it was Sosa's ball. coolest thing was is when they uh, when they hit a home run in the same game. Really? Yeah. Back to back home runs. Yeah. Dude, if your dad does it or you do it, yeah, I'm, I'm following suit. You know. What yeah, I mean? so, absolutely. Um, I I actually got to coach my dad the first round of the Bellator uh, featherweight Grand Prix tournament. And then I went and warmed up, and I was like, I'm going to get Bellator's fastest knockout. And I fell two seconds shy of it. But wow. it was just being able to share that moment. Jesus. You know what I mean? Talk about calling your shot. 52 years old. <laughs> oh, wow. And being able to compete. He's 53 currently, and he's still trying to fight. I'm like, dog, just chill out a little bit. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But, you know, once a fighter, always a fighter. Yeah, you know? of course. You yeah. never, never want to let it go. That's, I feel that's that, the man. warrior in you. I Absolutely, feel man. Absolutely. AJ, the mercenary McKee, the champ, the people's champ. Check out that belt right there. Go watch him kick ass at Bellator. AJ, thanks for joining us, man. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Gotcha, Pleasure. baby. some advertisements for you guys all right here we go let's do it right now go to better help i want i want you to start living a happier life today how about that as a listener you'll get 10 percent off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash charity stripe better help will assess your needs and match with your own licensed professional therapist Connect in a safe and private online environment it's so convenient you can start communicating in under 48 hours i love this go to better help dot com slash charity stripe that's sponsor number one y'all already know who sponsor number two is that's betonline.ag use the promo code believe go there right now 50 percent welcome bonus in your first deposit go to go to it i don't even need to say who it is you know you know who i'm talking about betonline.ag code believe all right What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you a peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you can face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption. 
encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Normally, I'd redo that, but there was no way I was getting encryption right on the fly, but I did, I did just there. So nice. There we go. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computer's devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about slow connection ether and plans to start at under $4 per month. Oh, that's great. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the promo code B-L-E-A-V, believe, to get your 70% off your NordVPN. So it's like, what, $1 plus one additional month free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That is awesome. And finally, how about you invest? Let's invest some money, right? Go to Masterworks. We're teaming up with them. I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with unique promo code. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. Masterworks.art slash believe. B-L-E-A-V. Go there. Masterworks. Go to all our sponsors. Shout out to Darren Sproles, Kef Media for setting that up. Yahoo Sports. We love them. Fans out there, drag both feet around, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.